Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create Your Life family, what's going on? I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. It's a pleasure to be with you here today. And it's also a pleasure to be with this amazing young lady who is back in the studio. She actually did uh, CEO Talks for us um, a little while ago. What, what was that, February? Yeah. I think it was February. And she did an amazing job. And I was like, you know, what? we got to have you back on the show. And of course, this is after uh, she served in a mentor capacity for the Accelerator program that I'm in. So she's done some amazing things. So let me, before we even you know, jump into this amazing interview. Let me read off some of her uh, bio. She uh, is the chief lunch officer of Lunch Warrior, um, and which has uh, designed and launched more than 100 products, services, and solutions across a wide range of businesses over 20 plus years. Uh, she has gained industry recognition for companies. Um, she's worked at and creative marketing and communications, winning 38 total awards over a seven-year period and managing uh, marketing and communications for 10-plus merger and acquisition transactions, in addition to helping Effexall go public on the New York Stock Exchange and subsequently being acquired for over $600 million. Uh, Lunch Warrior is grounded in a philosophy of collaboration, creative solutions, integrity, which is an intuitive approach and results. Uh, check out our What Drives Us uh, aspect of the website. Um, and with a history of successful lunches uh, supporting high growth companies, she brings fierce compassion to clients so they can win and achieve their results. Beautiful people, I want to welcome none other than Miss Lenore Cantor. Lenore, please say hello to the Create Your Life series. Hey, everyone. Family. This is Lenore. Thank you, Kevin. It's such a pleasure to be here. Well, now, Lenore, I'm, I'm happy to have you back. Our first question I want to ask you out of the gates is you were working in the financial industry initially. Yeah, a long right? time. A long time, right? And then you did something where you, you know, helped the company get acquired for $600 million. Uh, what inspired you to say, hey, you know what? I want to move differently. I want to operate uh, differently and become an entrepreneur, become the lunch warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the launch warrior. I'm not the lunch warrior. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's the difference. A U N C H. Right. Just kidding. Um, well, you know, it's funny. I um, I actually came from a family of of you know independent business owners. My um, mom was an attorney. My dad was a dentist, and um, my brother was a very successful independent photographer. And for whatever reason, I went the corporate route. And I guess there was something about the consistency and the stability, and. I I love working with growing companies. So what I found is even though I've worked at some very large corporations, I always enjoyed being with businesses that were growing. And so after I had helped, um, you know, I was at a company 
that was 150 people or 120 when I joined. Then over four years, they grew to about 200 people. And then we were acquired by Thomson Reuters with 50,000 people. You know, that's a whole different experience, right? Mm -hmm. Going from an entrepreneurial environment that's fast paced, dynamic to being in a huge, you know, dare I say, slightly bureaucratic culture. And so I thought to myself, if I'm going to go out on my own now, when am I going to do it? And now, and I, and I actually had one of those moments um, that I think most people go through at a point in their life, you know, I'm not going to call it a midlife crisis, but it was a period where I I was, you know, at work and, and then like something hit me and I, um, I was in the bathroom and I got like really upset and I was like, Oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, Oh, I just, something's got to change. So I decided it was time and I thought, you know what? I'll go out on my own. I'm going to try and I'll see how I feel. And if I hate it, you know, I'll go back. So it was just, it was, it was the time. Mm, I like that. You talk about that, that defining moment right there. Yeah. You know, where you said, hey, you know, I was in the bathroom and I was upset. Were you in the bathroom at work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, you know, and I and I, you know, I don't know if you want to call it the breakdown before the breakthrough. But I I do think Mm -hmm. that people have these moments in their life where they realize something is not, you know, not the way they thought it was going to be. And I just, you know, and I did go through a period of sort of evaluating. I I think one of the things that had kept me from being an entrepreneur is for whatever reason, I'd always, you know, I've been in these corporate jobs and I thought to myself, God, maybe, maybe I'm not, maybe I can't be an entrepreneur. Maybe there's like a certain skill set. And like, I went through a whole like evaluation and, um, I, you know, I talked with someone about and I got a bunch of tests and the test came back and they're like, yeah, you're entrepreneurial. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, thank God I can do it. Like I, Mm -hmm. somehow I needed like that external validation Uh, validation. a little bit, you know? Mm. And, you know, just piggybacking off of something that you had said last time, like my, as I'm hearing you talking, I'm hearing your voice. I'm like, oh, you know what? I remember our conversation yeah. previously. You talked a bit about your holistic approach to things. Yep. And you talked about how, uh, you know, you, you seek coaching and, you know, you're yep. part of this group of, you know, this mastermind and things like that. Who were some of the people behind you when you decided to make this leap? You know what I mean? That were really pushing you saying, hey, you know what, Lenore, you can do this. You got the, the external validation from the test. But who were some of the people yeah. in your corner? Well, you know, it's actually really funny. Like no one. I mean, I for me, it was literally like a compunction or compulsion. Like I was like, I have to make this change. And I I would say that I didn't have anyone that was pushing me to do it. And I didn't have anyone that was saying, oh, don't do it. You're Mm -hmm. crazy. But I probably had like a little bit of both. I remember I I remember that there were some of my friends that were like, well, why would you leave? Like you got, you know, Mm -hmm. like everything's so good. What's you know, you're at the top. What are you doing? And um, then I had, you know, people in my family who had always been on their own, they were like, oh, you can do it, you know, but it wasn't like, I I think it was just like, I knew I needed to make the change. And I I actually had been in a group, um, it was like a women's coaching group. And so I did have the support of, you know, I, I think it was like 25 or 30 women. And that made a difference because I sort of, like, this was, I think it was um, a while in coming before I actually made the decision. But at the point that I said, oh, my God, something has to change. Mm -hmm. I then gave myself time to make the transition. And I did have support from that that group. group. So that was really helpful. Okay. Um, What 
What do you feel like are some of the biggest lessons that you learned uh, in corporate that are helping you now prosper as an entrepreneur? Just give us two or three. Yeah, let me think about that. Um, I mean, I think for me, the, the one of the things that I got a, out of corporate is, I, I mean, I, I'll just use this term. It's my cred, man. I, I mean, like, I've got a lot of industry experience. Mm -hmm. And so you, you can't learn, you, you know, you obviously you can learn a lot on your own but having navigated the corporate world i mean i i have a lot of experience managing teams i have a lot of experience building brands working with you know organizations and na and navigating a lot so uh, i would say that really it's you know so i have my experience i got that i think the other thing i learned was this whole um element of of influence and how do you get stuff done mm. and sometimes you are can you can be successful by function of your position if you're in a senior role mm -hmm. but when you're starting out you actually don't have a lot of power right, right. you've got the influence, influence. Mm -hmm. so what you, and you got your intelligence and your mm -hmm. wits about you mm -hmm. and so i think when i was early in my career i learned how to navigate the large organization mm -hmm. and that was really helpful for me and then when i uh, left this large bank i was out to go to a smaller organization i i learned there that it was like a different skill set so one of the things i would say is um, also getting different types of experience. So my in my early career, I started in product management, mm -hmm. which was something we had talked about. Then I moved to marketing. Mm -hmm. I worked in um, initially a, a global business, mm -hmm. but more focused on domestic. And then I moved to a completely different business in a global role. So mm -hmm. for me, I think there is this element of getting different experiences in different positions in different um, companies in different jobs that helps build a portfolio of skills that mm -hmm. for me was really helpful because I, I don't like just doing one thing so mm -hmm. I think I, it helped me to learn like oh I like doing a lot of different things and I can do them well mm -hmm. and it, it's good for me to have different experiences and because you like doing so many different things what was it uh, that made you say you know what I want to focus on launches yeah you know you know it's interesting I, what I would say is um, you know, I think for everyone, uh, we have different experiences throughout life. Mm -hmm. And then what you need to do is look back and reflect and see, like, what was the through line? You know, like, what was there something that tied these things that maybe made no sense together? Mm -hmm. And what I realized when I went back and looked at my career is that in my early career, I was a product manager. So I was building and designing uh, technology systems and products and, um, you know, th and, and organizational processes. And so I was the one who was initiating them and leading those initiatives. Then when I moved from product management to marketing, I was, I, it was inevitable that I was in these growing businesses and I was helping those companies to mm -hmm. launch the initiatives that they had. So I was promoting them. So what I loved about building them was I sort of owned them. And then when I was promoting them, I had to kind of take what someone else did and mm -hmm. then make it successful. And so, yeah, that was sort of a whole other challenge. And that had its own set of like, oh, I got to make this really look, you know, like I got to sell something that somebody else built. You know, so that was kind of interesting. Um, so that's so so when I look back, mm -hmm. that's kind of 
what I did. And I'll, I'll just take this one step further. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this was around um, product launches or new initiatives. Mm-hmm. But as I started looking at launching, to me, I, I look at launching, you know, there are three primary types of launch. One is it's a new initiative, like it's a new business, it's a new product, it's a new, mm-hmm. you know, a new market. Um, the second is the company is just trying to grow the 10x. Right. That to me is a launch too. You know, mm-hmm. you're starting out somewhere and then you want to really get to the next level. You got to put in place certain processes in order to scale. And then the third one is this whole area of corporate transitions. Mm-hmm. So that to me is a launch too, because when you either have a new leader that comes in or one company is acquiring another or a business is being bought or or whatever, you know, reconfigured, you have to relaunch, right? You've got to reposition yourself and do things differently because you're not the same as you were before those corporate changes happen. So that's the, another area. Um, so that's that's how I define launches. And that's kind of the stuff that I really enjoyed doing. And it was all about growth, ultimately. Right. So how do you know and how do you decide what products to get behind? Because I'm sure your inbox is flooded and you, you know what I mean, there's a selection process. So what are, let's say, the top five things that someone needs to have in order in order to become a client for Lenora Cantor and Lunch Warrior? So, you know, what I really look for is I'm going to use the term fit loosely, but Mm -hmm. there's something around an alignment between, you know, the way that the business is focused and the leadership team. So part of it, and, and this is something that makes me a little unique, is that I work with companies and I work with individuals who are often the leaders of the companies or, or um, you know, emerging leaders. And to me, they're inseparable, right? The company can be amazing and have an incredible business concept. But if I'm not on board with the leadership team, like I'm not really right. interested. Mm-hmm. And if it's a leader, um, what I'm looking for from them is they want to they want to grow. Mm-hmm. They're open to feedback. Mm, Huge. Right. And they're really um, committed Mm -hmm. and um, interested in making an investment in their business. So I think those three things are pretty critical because what I found early on is there were people I really liked and I wanted to help them and they didn't want to invest in their business. So Mm. if they're not going to invest in their business, that means they don't want to spend any money. And then it's kind of hard to grow if you're not really looking to you know do the things you need to do to make your business better so that was one thing and then uh, you know the other thing is i think sometimes people say they want to grow or change or or take their business to the next level mm-hmm. and then they actually really don't mm. <laughs> you know like they say it but they don't mean it how long does it take you in a conversation to figure out whether somebody really wants to grow or they don't it usually happens pretty quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. most clients I try and spend, you know, or, or prospective clients, you know, I, I offer anyone a complimentary 30-minute strategy session. So, you know, certainly make that available to anyone here on the radio that comes to my website, wants to connect. I'd love to have a call with you. And, you know, usually... And the website is launchwarrior.net. Net, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I would, you know, I, I have a call and find out what they're trying to achieve and you know, and it's actually a question I ask, like, how urgent is this? Like, how important is it that you change? Mm-hmm. How committed are you? And like, 
you know, and you, you can get a feel pretty quickly about mm-hmm. people that are willing. And I'll, I mean, I gave this example the other day. Um, so I also do some judging around different, you know, I've worked in different accelerator programs. I'm judging mm-hmm. at the Columbia Business School has a venture competition. And um, and I and I see all these pitches. Right. right. And so you'll hear the uh, the founder will pitch mm-hmm. and then like one of the VCs will give them some feedback and they'll get like all bristled and be like, no. And when you see someone gets defensive or because mm-hmm. you're giving them feedback or they don't want to hear it, that to me is a sign they're not really open to mm-hmm. change. Right. Right. But somebody who's thoughtful will be like, oh, thanks. That's interesting. Let me think about that. So mm-hmm. they may not take what you say. They may not care. But if they at least have the courtesy to say, oh, yeah, wow, that's a different. Po- I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Then at least you know. Then they're interested in in becoming like a partner, right? I'm not looking to tell anybody what to do. Mm-hmm. I want to sort of collaborate with my clients. So there needs to be sort of like an openness and a willingness to work together. Mm. So you do, and this is you know just piggybacking off of that, saying you know what you do for your clients. I saw that you know on your website, we're watching some of your YouTube videos <laughs> and some of your pitches and things like that, that you do outsource chief marketing roles yeah. uh, at the companies. And I want to know what exactly, what is that? how do you do that? You know, if you're not there, you know, if you're the outsourcer, how does that even work uh, in your room? Yeah. So um, a lot of my background, as we were talking about, was in financial services and technology. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those companies, they're brilliant technically mm-hmm. and financially, they don't always understand marketing. Like, what is a brand? Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. What are the things I need to do? So usually um, they realize that their business isn't growing as much as they want. Mm-hmm. And so they are looking for someone to help give them some guidance around mm-hmm. what do they need to be thinking about differently in terms of the marketing strategy. So it takes different forms. But usually... I collaborate with the leadership team. It could be the CEO, um, CFO, COO, you know, whoever is who, whoever is driving the leadership of the organization. Mm-hmm. And I uh, partner with them. And, you know, I'm, I'm often working with teams, the head of sales, the head of product around what are you trying to achieve for the company? What are your priorities and goals? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to get to? And then what resources do you have and what are your strengths so we can bring those together and you guys can focus on the right things so to, you'll be more successful. So I really try and find what they need mm-hmm. to help them be better. And it's not like one size fits all. So I, I would say, you know, the difference between um, a chief marketing officer is marketing strategy is mm-hmm. coming up with the right solution that's going to be tailored to their needs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say to everyone, oh, you got to be on social media. Like that's it. Like, right. you Your know, client base might not even like be I'm, there. So. I'm not, yeah, I might say, you know, it's, I'm not going to tell you it, it has to be PR. Like that's not the answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, so I sort of try and find out what it is they need mm-hmm. that's unique to them and their strengths so that they can be successful. Um, what would you say are some of the, let's say the top three, three to five barriers that you see that are holding uh, clients or potential clients back? Just people who are looking to, you know, lunch because sometimes people lunch. Yeah. And it's a dud. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So what are what are like some of the things that are holding people back from making great uh, launches or growing to that 10x? Yeah. So I'll tell you. So I'll, I'm going to approach this in um, two ways. One is I would say so individuals, like if there's somebody who wants to start a business, maybe they think they want to go out on their own or they've got a great idea. I think what holds them back is like perfectionism. You know, that's like a biggie, right? People feel like 
unless it's perfect, I don't want to go with, I don't want to go live. And that is, I'm not going to say it's a recipe for disaster, but what I would say is um, nothing's perfect. Like you could just spend forever and it's never going to get perfect. So I think there needs to be a willingness to take a risk, to try, right, the whole lean startup methodology or prototyping or get some feedback and Mm -hmm. just like, you know, stick your little toe in the water and like, you know, try it and see how that goes. So, so um, I think when people get worried that it's not good enough, mm-hmm. that means that's fear. They're letting fear get in their way. So or that's something. Yeah. yeah. So that's you yeah, know that's that's something for Progress. individuals. I think for companies mm-hmm. where they get hung up is uh, like I said, they don't want to invest. So what mm-hmm. does that mean? They don't leave enough money for marketing. They don't think about marketing. Or they're not clear enough on what their goals are and what success is going to look like. And Mm. by that, I mean, the more clear you can be for your organization around what you're really trying to achieve and is that realistic. And if that's what you want to achieve, then you actually have to say, if we want to get to 5x revenue or Mm. we want to double our size or growth or whatever, you have to think, okay, what is it going to take to get there? And am I prepared to make the investment for that to happen? It's not like stuff like that happens overnight. Like you actually have to either bring in the sales resources or, Mm -hmm. you know, do the promotion or, you know, work hard, you know, like there's stuff that you need to do to grow your business. So people need to be clear on what growth looks like. Is it realistic? And then to put the resources behind it. And then backwards plan from there. Yeah. I think so. Got you. And something else that that was said, and it might have even been on the the episode that we were on, was yeah. uh, you know, progress is better than perfection. Oh, totally. So you know, no, I love that. <laughs> let me let me write that down. Did I say that? Uh, <laughs> hey, did you say that? <laughs> I don't know. It might have been Todd. I I don't know. I don't recall who it was, but yeah, progress no, I is do better than that. perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think that that's really cool. And I think something that that Todd taught me. Um, Todd Wanish, who's on CEO Talks Create Your Life Family, in case y'all wondering what Todd I'm talking about. We, you know, I read the Lean Startup, and I thought that it was amazing. Uh, but, you know, the build, measure, learn method, it, it's awesome. But I think one of the things that before you go out and you build or you launch, you need to really spend time engaging with your user and have a user base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can sell anything to your users who you already have. But if you build this big, shiny product, Right. And then you have no users. You just spent. uh, What did he tell me? I remember one day I was like, man, you know, I'm just really, really working hard. I'm trying to make this happen. And this, that and other. He said, hey, man, let me tell you something. Everything for you is good right now because you could have just spent fifty thousand dollars on an app and have zero users. And I said, wow, you know what? That's a great perspective to have. Yeah. So when launching, I think that, you know, that's that's definitely uh, super key. (laughs) I mean, I think I think you're highlighting a really important point. You know, this is the the pivot, whatever, um, pivot but, you know, the, the, the evolution, but you know, things take time mm-hmm. to get feedback. And, and I mean, I've seen so many cases where a product gets built and it gets targeted at the wrong customer mm-hmm. or it's built for one customer and another customer starts using it. And sometimes that can be great. Sometimes that can actually be a problem because mm-hmm. you're not, you know, you're not focusing enough on, um, on who the right audience is. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that go into creating that product market fit, and mm-hmm. it's really important to 
you know, to sort of navigate that and and get that early feedback often to Mm -hmm. see if it's, you know, if it's going to get any traction. And listen, passion can get you really far. And and that's great to be focused. And some people are ahead of their time. And Mm -hmm. and that's possible, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you sort of need to know what it takes to get people to start engaging and using whatever you're you're building yeah and i want to before we go to a a musical break i want to say this quote that one of my mentors said he said correction is direction but feedback is love oh nice love that so you know i I try to live by that and that's uh by dr Raphael moffitt correction is direction feedback is love so what we're going to do is we're going to cut to a quick musical break um we're going to come back um, with uh, Lenore Cantor, and we're going to find out more, and we're going to get deeper into her personal story and what are some of the things that make her, um, you know, the suspe- successful uh, lunch warrior, the chief lunch officer. And also, you know, we're going to give her uh, a dive into the dolphin tank, and then we'll do the turnaround, you know, where <laughs> she gets to interview me. So, you know, it's much more fun uh, coming up here. And if you have any questions for her, call in 212 Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and we are back. Before we left, um, we were speaking with the great and chief launch officer, Miss Lenore Cantor. Lenore, when we left, you were actually telling us we were talking about, you know, feedback. And I know sometimes, you know, we while we often need to be open to feedback, feedback can sometimes, uh, you know, lower our spirits. And I know for you, uh, you give a lot of feedback, but you also receive a lot of feedback, which has helped you get to yeah, where you are. Yeah. How do you stay motivated when times get challenging or you might receive some feedback that is less than ideal? Yeah, you know, I guess everything is a lesson and an opportunity to learn. So I would just say, you know, consider the messenger and the message and then where you're at and what you need. And I think if you can connect with those three things, you can get a lot more clarity. So I'll just give you an example. Um, I remember when I was getting, when I when I first started my business, you know, I launched and I had my website and like some guy gave me feedback. He's like, oh, I think your website needs to be changed and blah, 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 blah. And then as we're talking, I find out that he doesn't even have his own website. And I'm like, who are you to tell me about my website? You don't have one, like, you know, like, you know, so so free. So I say this to everyone and I say it sort of jokingly, but free advice is what it's worth. It's free. Someone's giving it to you out of, you know, sometimes it's the goodness of their heart because they care and they want to help you. And sometimes it's just their own insecurity and perspective. And, you know, they're giving you feedback and it may or may not be relevant for you. So I, what I would say is the best thing to do is when you hear things that feel critical or are hurtful or upsetting, you can um, take them in and then give yourself some time to evaluate them to see whether they resonate and have any truth for you. And if there's something that you can take from it, great. And that's useful and perfect, then run with it. But if you don't feel like it's really relevant, then, you know, you can put it to the side and say, you know, that that just really wasn't helpful for me. Um, And then the second thing I would say about, you know, when you're sort of, you know, being on your own, having your own business, it is hard. It's a lot. I mean, there's there's a lot of rough times. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, you know, 
keep surfing as a metaphor. It's a mm. wave, man. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, like and sometimes that's all in the same day, up, down, up, down. And I have had days where I go from one meeting to another, and I am literally like, you know, going through the extremes. And I think as long as you remember what goes up comes down, and that is just a cycle, like that's, you know, just flow. You got to flow with it. That's just going to help you because... It, there's a lot of things that happen and just stay focused on your vision and uh, try and bring yourself back to positivity when you can because the more positive and focused you can be, the more, um, the more clarity and, and the better the opportunity to keep manifesting what you want. I love it. I love the way you answered that question. And our Facebook Live uh, audience is loving it as well. Rochelle Evans wants to know, uh, what has given you the most gratitude uh, pursuing your success and maintaining it so far? I just try and stay centered on helping people, and that gives me pleasure. And I'll just say, like, when I was starting out, I had some I had some not great experiences with clients, and I was like, ugh, I don't know if I want to work with clients like that. And, you know, the, at that point, there were a lot of startups, and mm -hmm. I love working with startups, right? right? The founders are so passionate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to mentor some startups, and, and I'm going to help them. Mm -hmm. And let me just tell you, it helped me, because right. when you're sharing your gifts, mm -hmm. like, people just so appreciate it, and you're, like, in your strength, and... You know, so so I would say for me, um, I got a lot of gratitude out of giving back because I, kn I knew that a lot of startups needed advice and they actually, you know, they didn't have the money or the funding. They didn't mm -hmm. want to pay for it. And, you know, and sometimes people just don't know. I mean, a lot of, you know, working with a lot of um, school students, right, coming right out of university or, or business school, they didn't have any experience. They had a great idea and mm -hmm. they really didn't have experience and they didn't know. And so, you know, to be able to share with someone, wow, your idea is really great, but here's some of the stuff you might want to be thinking about. You need an organizational process. You want to think about your team and roles and, you know, helping them think about marketing. So, you know, whenever I was able to share my experience to help people, that made me feel really good. Okay. Um, you obviously, you know, ha have a high level network, um, and, you know, group of friends. So I'm curious as to what does your peer group uh, look like? You know, I think it changes over time. And I was actually just sharing this with a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. I would say that right now, most of my close friends are actually entrepreneurs. You okay. know, they started their own business. And um, that's sort of, you know, when I network and I go out, I want to hang with people that are, you know, doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't like the corporate world. Um, you know, I, I spent over 20 years there. Um, but I just find that now when I'm networking and I'm going to events, I'm naturally drawn to people who are creative or doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that, so I would say that things have shifted for me. And, you know, when I was in the corporate world, I was surrounded by corporate people, you know, like you sort of like, yeah. with like not that I didn't like always have different friends. I mean, mm -hmm. I've probably always been interested in a wide range of people, but I would say that now I'm certainly, um, I like being around more creative people and, you know, creative and spiritual, I'd say those are, you know, communities that really, um, I'm, I enjoy connecting with. Okay. Now I have to ask you a personal question Okay. for Lenore. What has been, uh, some of the biggest barriers or let's just say, you know, the biggest barrier to you creating your best life? And how did you overcome that to get to uh, where you are now? Oh, that's a good question. 
Um, I would say for me, one thing that was sort of funny and it relates to an earlier question around taking people's feedback and also trying to figure out like, what's your truth? I think there was this belief that I had when I was starting out that I needed to work in a certain way with certain types of people because that was my experience. And so I kept trying to, you know, operate in a way that wasn't really 100% aligned with how I wanted to be and who I wanted to help. Mm -hmm. And it was holding me back. I was because I was like sort of forcing something that didn't always feel right. So um, people have all different theories about this. So I remember uh, there was a, a woman who had her own business that I was friendly with. And she said to me, she's like, oh, I, I work with anyone, any client that comes, I'm going to work with them. And I was like, really you gotta work you work with everyone she's like oh yeah even the worst clients you know they turn out sometimes they're good and it may be miserable to work with them but I'm gonna work with everyone and I was like yeah I don't know how I feel about that mm. but I think I had in my head I gotta work with everyone you know like I gotta do it. Mm -hmm. and and I also um had this um this group that I was with and there was someone who kept saying to me pick one thing you gotta pick one thing that'll right. be easier pick and I'm just not a like do one thing kind of person like right. I never have been. You know, there's this whole term for it now, multi-passionate. I'm like, yes, <laughs> like, of course, like uh, and, you know, nowadays you speak with most people. They're interested in more than things. one thing. Right. Like, you know, that's just the reality. Um, and, and so once I stopped trying to follow other people's mm -hmm you know, direction around what they thought I should be doing and mm -hmm. how I could be successful, which was their rules. Right. And I start creating my own rules. Start playing by your own rules. And, hey. I, and I know I'm not able to curse, but I'm going to be like, you know, them, you know, like, <laughs> I don't care what they think. This is what I think. <laughs> like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Um. So once I kind of decided I'm going to do what I want. And mm -hmm. then I, and I, and actually it was literally like, a, it was a big shift for me. So, okay. We got another question from uh, Facebook live. Oh, nice. Uh, Jose Z wants to know how you balance your spiritual and professional life. You know, I, I talk a lot about something called brand um, that a lot of people have heard of. But the way I look at it is we often have a professional brand. That's the way we present, like, our career. And then we have a personal brand. That's, like, our essence. Mm -hmm. And ideally, you bring the two together. And uh, so what I try and do is just, you know, keep in my heart, if you will, like the things that are really important to me as, you know, like to guide me in what I'm doing. And, and I try and really listen to that guidance. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that helps me. And if something doesn't feel right, and you know, you do like, you get a feeling like, oh, I'm not sure if I like this person or, you know, I sort of try and listen to my gut. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, as long as I kind of use you know those things and it's not and it's not here it's not mm -hmm. in my head so. it's really in my heart and it's in my gut and when i and when those things tell me mm -hmm. that i need to be going in a certain direction or mm -hmm. you know like then i know i'm i'm doing the right thing sounds like you let your spirit guide your professional life yeah i mean I you, it. you know it's like part of it really okay all right so real quick um what are your goal setting methods and how does lenora make sure that she's growing every year 
you know, so actually, I love this question, because I've been trying to do this a lot with my clients. And I, I think I told you, I work with both corporate clients, and I also work with individuals, whether they're leaders or, um, or, or founders, or, um, you know, I think it's really important to try and set goals. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost think, you know, it's going to take different forms for different people. But I try and come up with like my vision. So what I did was at the end of last year, Mm -hmm. I outlined what are my goals. And I came up with like five areas that I want to focus on. And I used to have like a really long list. It would be like Mm -hmm. eight to ten things. Now I try and go like, you know, like four or five things max. And Mm -hmm. and then and they're big areas of my life. And Mm -hmm. then within those areas, like professional success, health Mm -hmm. and wellness, Mm -hmm. you know, friends and family, whatever, I try and pick two or three things there. So that's kind of how I set my goals. And by checking that off, is that how you measure whether or not you've grown in that year or that you're growing? I would say um, they used to be pretty specific, like, and they still are. Like I do, for my business, Mm -hmm. I try and say, I want to hit, you know, X revenue or have this number of clients or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the more specific I can be, the better. But at the same time, I also try and have these categories Mm -hmm. or, and I'm going to use the term like um, visionary words like growth or, Mm -hmm. you know, connection Mm -hmm. or balance. So those are like themes and as long as I'm using those themes that I feel like they're kind of guiding my life, then I know, okay, that's cool. Like that's, and you know, like every year has a slightly different theme. I don't know if you've ever noticed that or yeah, not, but no, like definitely. that's kind of how I feel about it. Okay. All right. So Lenore, are you ready to jump into the dolphin tank? Okay. I, I mean, dolphins, we're, we're more, they're, we're playful. more friendlier. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, playful. You can you. swim with us. You no, know, you don't no have to worry sharks, about a bite. No sharks. All right. Here we go. Rapid fire. Okay. You sure you're ready? I'm, I'm going to try. All right. Top tech that you're using to make your company run smoothly. Um, the top tech. Well, so I'm in the process of actually investing in um, a software that's going to help me to automate, and I haven't picked it yet. But um, I will share some of the tools that I'm using now. Okay. So one that I love is Evernote. Evernote mm-hmm. is just amazing for clipping. I use Evernote Premium. I have a lot of strategy sessions with clients. I take notes. I copy my notes, stick them in the Evernote, and I share. Mm-hmm. I ha- use it for checklists. And actually, I even have to remind myself, like, I'm um, going to be planning something. And I was, like, taking – I have my little Launch Warrior notebook. And I was, like, planning in the notebook. And I was like, oh, got to put in Evernote. Just took a photo of my notes and then mm-hmm. stick it there. And that So that is a very powerful tool. Um, I use this other tool called Smartsheet, which okay. is basically a combination of um, – not an Excel spreadsheet, but it's got a task list. Mm-hmm. It's got a Gantt chart. It's got um, the other one that's called um, the Kanban board. And um, it's a it's a paid subscription. There's another tool similar to it called Airtable. I wish I had kind of found Airtable first because I think that one might actually be free. Um, but it's an awesome way of creating checklists and categories mm-hmm. and reporting. And I actually got rid of my CRM system. I used to have a CRM system that what? I wasn't actually using. We got to talk about that because I am a CRM user. Oh, well, you're probably good. You can give me a few hits. So the, anyway, there's other two tools that I'm uh-huh. evaluating. One is called Dubsado, the wackiest name ever. Um, and then 17 Hats. So I haven't picked which one. Okay, cool. Uh, favorite book or most impactful book? 
that you've read? All right. I don't have one most impactful book, but I'll share one that I um, have been reading recently. Mm -hmm. It was by Elizabeth Gilbert and it's on creativity and it was really awesome. Okay. I don't remember the name of it, but it's basically she talks about the creative process and what it takes when you have an idea. And it's just a friend recommended and I really enjoyed it. I haven't finished it, but I love been enjoying that one. Okay. Three jewels that you would tell someone looking to create their best lives. Work on yourself, treat people with like gentleness and kindness and, you know, try and just tap into what it is you really want to create for yourself. Okay. Um, What's next for you? Um, I am growing my business and, Uh you know, I'm leading a bunch of event series. So I've got this leadership salons. I'm going to do them monthly. So that's starting April 24th and May 24th. Mm -hmm. Check out my website. Would love to have you. I'm going to be sharing some experiential exercises around leadership. And then I'm going to, and then there's networking. So it's going to be a combination of sharing tools and techniques so people can grow and also um, working, you know, just creating connections and building community okay uh that being said how can we keep in contact with you so my website is launchwarrior.net i'm on facebook same thing launch warrior twitter i'm on linkedin i don't use instagram as much but um please reach out to me and you know love to hear more and this was this was a lot of fun okay awesome so we have a few minutes left and now we are here for the turnaround and the Create Your Life family, they know what the turnaround is. The turnaround is, oh, Alicia Nash said that the book that you were talking about was Big Magic. Yes, that's it. Love that book. Thank uh, you, Alicia. Appreciate it. Um, and so uh, the turnaround is basically where you have the floor. You are in control. You are now the interviewer. I am the interviewee. You can okay. now ask me any questions uh, that you want. You get at least three. At least three. All right. Well, so last time I was here, I was very impressed with your personal discipline around your (laughs) like daily exercise. So I was curious if that had changed at all because it's been about two months and I'm just wondering if you like always do the same thing or if you have any other, you know, tools and techniques that you use. Uh, Right now, things have changed a little bit. Okay. Um, And so what I've been doing as of lately I got one of my friends gifted me for my birthday, this big digital marketing course. Oh, nice. Um, And so what I've been doing is my friend Chris Alvarez, he says for the first two hours of the day, you should be doing what you are most what's most important. Okay. And so I've literally put myself back in school. And so after I do my hour of power, um, you know, wake up early uh, and do my hour of power, then I'm literally in school for two hours. Nice. So that's like that's like my block. So that has been a change to my schedule. Um, And I've definitely been really focusing and trying to narrow in on working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Um, And, you know, shouts out to Clark, who is here, uh, our intern in the studio right now. This young man is doing an amazing job and is an amazing audio editor as well. Uh, So he's he's doing some amazing things. Was actually just in a play this week. Um, They did a phenomenal job. I had the opportunity to go in. I see see him in action, and I also hired a a new VA for the show. 
Nice. And I know we talked about that, so I, oh, we yeah. still have to have a conversation yeah, about I that. I was going to say, all right, so my second question <laughs> is, so, you know, this whole thing about efficiency and mm-hmm. managing processes. So I've had, I had a bad experience with a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was really funny in Malaysia, and she, like, disappeared on me. Yeah. Uh, so if you have suggestions, like, how, because you're very thoughtful mm-hmm. about your processes. So if mm-hmm. you have any suggestions you could share with me and your audience around you know, email automation or, you know, your, and maybe there are two separate questions. One is mm-hmm. email automation and one is, or, or digital marketing. And then, and the other is virtual assistant, how to make that relationship successful. Okay. I'll, I'll take the virtual assistant first because I think that it's super important. So yeah. for me, what it has done is it's really allowed me to, um, one thing that I, that I really appreciate about you, Lenore, is you ask a question and you get your pen and paper out. You're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm taking, taking notes. <laughs> I'm writing this up, man. Come on. I got to share the wisdom. Um, so for the VA, um, you know, I use upwork.com. And so what I'll do is, is that I'll literally, uh, put out a job description, but in my job description, in the actual title, I'll say, please read the entire thing. And then in the actual body of it, I'll put a keyword. So in the first paragraph, it'll say that, you know, please respond back with this keyword at the top of the message. And so I'll put the keyword somewhere in like close to the bottom. And that's how you know whether or not somebody's <laughs> read it. Right. And so this is a matter of being detail oriented, because if you have somebody who's doing your administrative duties, you need someone who's detail oriented. So that's like one of the things that are definitely you'll get 50 people applying and you'll get 10 who actually read the, the post. I love that. Right. So that definitely um, helps you with that. And then. I'll ask people, I'll do a phone call interview with them. And then while I'm on the phone with them, this is one of the biggest things is you want somebody who can write. You don't want someone who writes like they t- they're talking to their, you know, their friends out, yeah. you know, hanging out. You want someone who can write proper English. And so while I'm on the phone with them, I have about six questions yeah. that I'll literally send to them and ask them to write the answers to while we're on the phone. Wow. So I'm actually seeing them type this. So it's not like you went back to your friend and asked them to autocorrect it. And these aren't hard questions. But I just need to make sure that you're thorough enough in order to be able to um, answer these questions. Yeah. So y- you do that. Um, and then from there, I-, I use a CRM system because it just makes everything easier. And it actually yeah. um, speeds up my assistant's time with uh, sending out emails. Like pretty much all of the emails that you're going to get from the show, unless you're asking a specific question, are going to be uh, their email templates. Yeah. Where your name and all your information is in the CRM system. Yeah. So everything's automated. That's why I love the CRM. Which one are you using? I'm using Zoho. You do use so these two um, platforms that I was looking at, mm-hmm. Dubsado and Seventeen Hats, are similar to Zoho. Yeah. So I used to use Salesforce, and the reason why I prefer Zoho is because it's affordable and it also has a lot of what you need, and it you can sync the calendar with the Gmail, which is also linked to the Calendly, which helps it you know run smoothly. You know what? I think I might have to go ahead and, and do a podcasting course or something like that to yeah. really show people how to thoroughly run um, a show. But the the CRM system definitely helps. Um, and like I, and then SOPs are huge. So when yeah. you bring somebody onto the team, you know, for the first couple of weeks, you know, our first few weeks, I would say, you know, you can do a little bit of reminding, but after that, the SOP, which is a standard operating procedure, it literally has everything from A to Z on what you need to do for the job. And I actually created one of these for Clark for him doing the audio editing. And once people have SOP, they don't need to ask you small questions. They can literally refer to that as their reference guide. And that's that's really huge. And it helps you to um, it actually frees up your time and helps them operate uh, solely by themselves. Yeah. Um, And so then, you know, they become more so a partner in the business and they're managing, you know, that aspect of things, uh, which helps you to be able to move forward. And also I also require that you can show proficiency 
um, using the CRM before you come on board on my team. Yep. So that means that I have a list of different um, tasks that you need to complete in the CRM. And then you literally um, you literally complete those, send me the screenshots that you've actually done it. And then we can have a further conversation about actually hiring you. Nice. So, yeah. Next question. Got oh, time got, for one more. I got more. So, um, so you've been doing this a long time. Mm, yeah, what we are, had two years yeah, last Tuesday. Yeah, like amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what are some, uh, what would you say are your top three to five lessons? Oh, somebody asked me this this morning. Um, the, the biggest things that I've learned, uh, be yourself. Mm. And you even said that earlier when yeah, you said yeah. that, you know, you have to show up and, and do things the way that you wanted to. So be yourself. Um, you have to surround yourself with amazing people who are rooting for you and who also see your success as their success. That's huge peer group. Um, you have to be passionate about what it is that you're doing. That really, really matters. And I think you have to stay the course and understand that it's going to be a cycle, you know, peaks and valleys. Like yeah. you said earlier, you know, keep surfing. And those have been some of the really, really uh, important uh, aspects of of what I've learned. Oh my gosh, the last thing I thought about was goal setting. What do you do for goal setting, man? Um so what I do for goal setting is I actually I'm actually running a a group of goal setters at the moment. I'll have to talk about that a little bit later. Okay. But essentially, you know, I plan out my goals for the year at the beginning of the year and that's why I have the goal set goal crushing workshop at the beginning of the year. And so we have a monthly meetup every second uh Saturday of the month. It's actually free. Yeah. Uh, it'll, there's an Eventbrite. People come, you know, you log in on Zoom and we literally spend 40 minutes talking about goals and also provide a lesson. But literally just accountability is the the key word and, you know, what it right. is that we do in order, to, in order to make sure that we're continuing to move forward. Awesome. I would agree with that. I have an accountability buddy. It really helps. Okay. Awesome. Well, Lenore, thank you so much for being here on the show. Today. Thank you, Kevin. It's fun again. Yes. We'll have Clark, to have you back. thanks for your help. Yeah, and Clark, you are amazing. So Create Your Life family, um, we are out. See you next week. Beautiful people, if you enjoyed this episode of the Create Your Life series, be sure to download it from our podcast, which is available on createyourlifeseries.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Music. Also, be sure to leave a review of the podcast. You can catch us live on Sundays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via 90.3 FM in New York or on Facebook Live at facebook.com backslash kevbrown1. We encourage you to participate in the conversation on Facebook or call in at 212-650-6903. Follow us on Instagram at CYL Series and at Kevin Y. Brown. Be blessed and we'll see you back here live next week. Create your life. 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 Don't skip your liver. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create your life. Create your life. Create your life.